Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to The Crash Couch. Uh, I'm your host, Chris McGuffin, and we are a man down once again. Uh, just as we got the crew back together, we have, you know, somebody else gets spaced again. No, I didn't space him. He's just not here. <laughs> are you sure? He'll, he'll be back. Okay, good. Yes. Maybe. Uh, er- <laughs> Eric is unfortunately not with us. He is he is away on business, you could say. Yes. So, yes. We'll just, we'll just go with that, and as Random Chatter tradition says, everything bad that happens in this episode is Eric's fault. I, I agree you. with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. But yes, the other voice you hear is Lou, who has Hello. thankfully joined me. Otherwise, it'd be a very quiet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> with Chris talking to himself. Yeah, yeah, that, that would probably be very boring, to be honest with you. Well, actually, no. I, I don't think it would be because this episode is so good. Yes, I don't think it, I don't think it would be boring. And you know, uh, I, I was watching the the episode, and at, like the first part of it, kind of like I, I found myself like not really paying too much attention. But that lasted for maybe I don't know, not even five minutes, and then I went right like they got right into the swing of things, and I was like hooked from from then on. Okay, I was going to say if you didn't pay attention to the, the beginning part. You need to go back and watch it again because yeah. Well, I, I will get to see I, I, it whenever they do the uh, the actual live airing. Right, so. right. Yeah, I mean, I actually I really love the political stuff going on in the background. Um, I, I think we said this on the last show that a lot of the political stuff happens in the books in book two, uh, Calvin's War, not really in Leviathan Wakes. Mm-hmm. They pulled characters from book two into book one, and they're pulling a lot of that political intrigue and political backstory into this. Um, which I think is awesome because I love the the you know big brothers watching and things are going on behind the scenes that they're pulling strings and the little guy has no idea what's going on. So I, I just love that. So yeah, this is uh, our discussion of the season two episode uh, number four, Godspeed, which I'm glad that they actually used that line in this episode. But I think it was uh, Fred Johnson that said it. But yep, he did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lou. Just in general, you said you were talking about how this was, you know, a good episode to you. What what did you like about it? I guess we could probably start off with the with the political storyline that you brought up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I have something to say about that. Okay, I'll let you go first. I mean, I I really like the political stuff going on. I love the fact that um, Avicerella is is really kind of digging in and finding out what's going on. I, I just love the way she interacts with people. I love the way she's just forthright and in your face and you don't expect it. She doesn't look like she's that, you know, hard political insider that's going to really, you know, put you to the wall, but she does. Um, you know, that, that sequence where she's in the, the meeting room there with um, Mal Krakowski, or sorry, um, Matt Mao and uh, her boss, Aaron Wright, mm-hmm. and you can see he's kind of going, wait, wait, wait no, you're not, wait, Wait no no you shouldn't be saying that he's not saying that but he's thinking that and it's like oh man and then the conversation afterward between him and Mal uh, where you know Mal is basically like yeah well you know you just got your job so I'll find somebody else and he hangs up on him and it's like wow so you know Mal is definitely the guy in control we're learning more and more about his connection with Protogen and you know the the conversation up front they had where. Um, Avicerella gets in touch with uh, Fred Johnson, and he responds back by giving her the coordinates of that stealth ship, mm-hmm. which they you know find the people on board, and you know when they're putting two and two together now, and it's like okay, those guys all work for Protogen, they're all dead, and Protogen's owned wholly by Mal Krakowski. And I, I thought the best line was when 
Evisrell is kind of grilling him, and she's like, so wait a minute, Protogen was a biotech company, and they managed to put together an army and start a war and make a profit? Mm-hmm. You, we got to hire those guys. <laughs> it was like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, you know, I, I did mention that um, I, I found myself kind of not really paying too much attention to the opening of this episode, but uh, I... I I've got to say, I'm really liking the way they are handling the whole political conspiracy this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen back to some of the uh, earlier episodes we did of this podcast when we were discussing season one, you know that was one thing that you know I don't think really either of us, um, me, you, or Eric, really were too interested in. And you know maybe it was because they were taking some stuff that were not really supposed to be part of the first book and putting it mm-hmm. into the C- uh, TV show. So, you know, that could be it, but I, I just feel like it's we've gotten a little bit more in- a little bit more insight into what's going on and just things have become more interesting. So mm-hmm. and you know, too, it might also be part of, you know, just the way that the characters are 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 written and that we're getting to know them better, so maybe, you know, it's something like that. It'll it'll be interesting to see once like maybe we get into season 2 and 3. Uh, how season one will be portrayed in that aspect, and if mm-hmm. people, you know, kind of feel that same way. I, you know, season one of most shows is, you know, the the directors are finding their footing, the the writers are finding their voice, the actors are finding out who the characters are and learning how to act that character. Um, so I usually give a pass to most TV shows that I stay with on that first season because everybody's learning, you know. And by now in season two, and granted these are short seasons they've really come a long way and they've gotten the political stuff really in your face now. And it, it means more because now we know what's going on, you know, in the first season, remember we didn't know what the protomolecule was. Mm-hmm. Um, we had no idea what was going on. It was like, this was a big mystery and we're learning everything along the way. Now we've gotten some information that we know who the players are, who's doing what kind of, you know, um, we don't have all the pieces yet, but we know, you know, it wasn't started by Mars. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. We don't really know who everybody is yet, but yeah, we've got a lot more pieces of the puzzle, and it feels like a real story now. Mm-hmm. So, what else aside from the whole political thing did you like? I mean, I, I have some thoughts about what happens later in the episode, so I kind of want to okay. wait, wait, wait for that to be last. Well, you know the the second half of the episode, we're dealing with you know Miller. Like I think you mentioned this before we started recording, it was kind of the Miller show, mm-hmm. um, and, and he is kind of the star of the last third of the book. Um, he is very intimately involved with what's going on, and I think we're just getting into the part where it's the last third of the book. Um, I, I am, I'm a bit. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not saying that I dislike it, but it's a big departure from the book in terms of how we're getting to where we're going. Um, things are the same. Things are happening, but they're happening for different reasons. People are in different places because of that, and it just feels a little off to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm still really enjoying it. But it's just I'm trying to you, know, you parse it in your mind with what you read in the book, and you're like, okay, well. This character did that, and that put him in this place, and he's in the same place now. But he was there because of, you know, something else happening. Um, you know, the whole sequence where um, they're planting the bombs on Eros, and you know, the um, the Eros Nazis there, and they're kind of monitoring things, and they they destroy the other ship, and the debris hits the you know um, Miller and and um, 
uh, what was the kid's name? Um, Diogo. Diago. Diogo. Yeah, Diogo. And it damages the suit, and it damages the bum, and it, you know there was that same concept of him having to hold his finger on the button before the bomb goes off, and that that all takes place in the book in a way, just not the same way. Yeah. So anybody's read them will obviously know what I'm talking about, and, and once you read them, Chris, you, I'll get your thoughts on the differences and how they're coming to this point. I think it's very interesting. They're doing a very good job of making a very interesting story and coming at it slightly different. I mean, I wonder if this is... You know, is this the way they wanted it to be in the book and then had second thoughts afterward, you know, or something like that? I mean, after you've written something, you look back and you read it again, you're like, oh, I wish I did this differently. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of this in the in the TV show is that playing out in real life, because we know they're intimately involved with the writing room. Yeah. Show, so. And, you know, it's funny you say that, because one thing I've been thinking as I, you know, as someone who's not read the books versus, you know, both of you who have read the books I wonder what other things that they will do to the series to make it different enough from the books that people who have read it, you know, are still, you know, still have a reason to watch. Because I I know sometimes when it comes to book adaptations of, you know, TV shows or movies that, you know, if you read the book, well, then you get the whole story. Right. But I, I, I like the way that, you know, you guys are saying that, oh, this is different and that is different. And, you know, I kind of wasn't expecting that just because I, I think it adds something else that, you know, a lot of people who adapt these things don't really do. Mm. Well, usually it's a different crew adapting them t- entirely. In this case, it's not. You know, we have people writing, but we also have the writers from the books there kind of overseeing it. Mm-hmm. Which means we get to ask all these questions again once we get them on the show. Exactly. So, 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 what were your thoughts on on the second half there? It sounds like you got something you want to say about the whole Miller thing. Yes. Well, before I get to that, I just want to say that Thomas Jane delivered one of my probably actually my favorite line and the favorite delivery of the entire show. Oh yeah. Uh, when I don't, I don't want to repeat it on the air, just in case you know. We have, I mean, obviously they say it in the show, does it really doesn't matter, but uh, he's talking to the guy, um, I don't know who exactly it was, but the guy accuses him, him of lying, and uh, <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it. Uh, he says, um, for your own safety to, you know, sit the f*** down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching, I was actually watching that at work, and... <laughs> <laughs> uh i i had to stop and like stop i had to stop the video because i was like cracking up just at the fact that he said that because just i mean obviously you know they're, they're not afraid to say you know that on the on the show now and you know it's not the, not the first time you heard it but it was just so unexpected right. and the way that uh thomas jane just delivered the line was absolute perfection and it, it just it made me laugh so hard. But. <laughs> you know, I I thought my favorite line was um, uh, Amos when he's when they're getting ready for I think it was about half of the episode when he's when he's releasing the ordinance. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, bombs away. Yeah, sort of like I always wanted to say that because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that exact line. Right? I'm like, you don't hear that very often in TV shows anymore. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I always wanted to say. It. He goes, I always wanted to say that. I'm like, hey, I'm on the same <laughs> wavelength. Uh, but yeah, I I really liked this uh, later uh, part of the episode when um, after they uh, 
kind of jump off of the ship that they're on and onto the station. Um, yep. I first of all, visual effects here were like top notch, mm-hmm. and for, especially for a TV show. Like, obviously, you can sit there and critique them for not being like so called movie quality, but this looked like a movie at times. It was simply, I mean, I really have no words to describe it. To be honest with you, that that's how good it was. Mm. Um, I, I have to agree. They've done a marvelous job with mm-hmm. uh, all the technical stuff in the show. And the funny thing is, you know, we see the press screenings, so we don't get to see the completely final, you know, look of some of the effects. So, yeah, they always have the disclaimer saying these may not be the final, you know. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really noticed much difference between what we've seen on 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 the press screenings versus what we see on the actual show. I've seen just a, a few tiny little have things, you? Okay. but aside from that nothing that's like you know, nothing that you're going to notice if you're not looking for it. But yeah, yeah. You, shout out to like literally all of the people who do visual effects on the show because, you know, we've said it before and we'll say it again, it they just knock it out of the park each week. Mhm. And you know, it's funny cuz they actually could have saved some money in this episode because that whole sequence of them Going to Eros by doing a space jump or a spacewalk wasn't in the book. As far as I remember, they landed on Eros. <laughs> really? With yeah, with um, several OPA freighters, and and kind of left them there. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I was like, well, they could have saved some money on visual effects here. We could have <laughs> had more for other stuff. But well, I, I really think it worked. Uh, it really mm-hmm. it. it it kind of made me feel like I was watching somebody who's actually in space. And again, I think just the way that they do this really, really just, I don't know. It's, it's far beyond what we saw in season one, I think. And, you know, there were some Mm. impressive visuals in season one too, but right. I, it just, it blows me away. Just some of the, some of the work that we see. Um, yeah, so we saw Miller and uh, Diogo. Uh, that's really the only two characters they focus on, even though there were there they were others putting bombs on the uh, on the station. But we saw them put put them on the station, and then uh, meanwhile Holden and his crew are you know kind of like I guess not in orbit, but you know patrolling the outside of the station, and they see that uh, that one ship that is. Docked there? Yeah, the Mar- uh, Marasmus? Is yeah. that the name of it? Um, it's something like that, yeah. And, you know, they send the drone, and the drone goes in there, and it gets attacked by the people who are in there. And then, you know, we see uh, Holden um, and Naomi contact them via the um, video com thing, and Holden eventually... And, you know, they think that they're mars because you know martian gunship right and um you know one thing leads to another and eventually you know they let him go but then miller meanwhile discovers that there's a crew member from that uh ship that tried to sneak in he got uh, infected by the protomolecule so and that was totally not in the book Really, like like as far as far as I as far as I can remember, and remember I'm old, so I may not remember <laughs> everything. But um, there was no other ship at Eros. There was no other 
crew that they found trying to sneak in. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Where did this come from? So, so the whole thing with with them, you know, firing a, a, a torpedo at these guys and killing them was so out of context for me and Holden. I'm like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does build his character up, but I'm like, that that was nothing at all from the book. No. So, so here's a sequence where he's killed people to protect, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I think we've heard or seen him do something that was not about just getting the truth out. Now, see, this is the actually the part that I was wanting to talk about. Okay. Because, uh, you know, like you said, um, Holden is forced to hit the missile and shoot it at the ship and blow him up. Mm. And obviously this you know, takes a toll on him. But I, I'm glad that you said that it's different from the book because, you know, I liked this because it showed a side of Miller, not Miller, of Holden that we hadn't really seen before or that we were like getting glimpses of. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a, I'm a little worried now just because you said that it's not in the book. So like my, my, my if, if they're, are they trying to like maybe take the character in another direction or, you know, give him obstacles that he didn't face. Mm. I, I, I mean, it, it's character growth, and we see kind of this stuff from him later on in book two. Not, not not this exact scene, but him growing and acting more like Miller mm-hmm. would have. I mean, I mean that, that that to me was pure Miller. Um, what he did, you know, he he knew what he had to do. He wanted to keep the secret. He had destroyed that ship. Yeah. And he just did it. That's kind of like what Miller does. Mm-hmm. And there's a section in book two where he has a discussion with Naomi, and he's doing things like what Miller would have done, and Naomi steps in and kind of does the Holden thing to protect him from, you know, <laughs> destroying himself by doing the Miller thing. Um, and it's kind of what happened here, He, but he didn't get stopped. He just did it. Um, I, I'm wondering what kind of repercussions we're going to have for him and how his character is going to react. Mm-hmm. As we progress with him and this knowledge, because yeah, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, in the first book, um, the Rossi wasn't there at Eros when they were planning the bombs. Um, I'm trying to remember where they were, but it wasn't there, kind of overseeing the operation. They ended up there trying to chase. Well, I can't really say that. So, yeah, they, they were there at, at Eros towards the end of the book, but. Um, not when they were planting the bombs, and not when Miller was, um, um, you know, staying behind. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so now that we've got kind of the the main, the main, I guess not storyline, but the, the main scenes out, you know, in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you like? You know, kind of, maybe kind of like more of the minor things from this episode. Um. You know, we, you talk know, about, we could be interesting and talk about stuff we didn't like. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there wasn't really much I didn't like besides the fact that, it, like I said, it's kind of I'm at odds with myself because it's different than the book is. And, mm-hmm. and I literally just just finished the book uh, last week again um, just to kind of get to where I want. Because I, I had in my mind, I was like, okay, what happened in book one versus two and where were things? So I wanted to kind of get that straight in my mind before we mm-hmm. dove into season two here. Um, but, you know, you know, but things I liked, I mean, I love the visual effects of the Naboo. Um, being launched. That was some impressive visual effects, too. Um, 
you know, the shedding of the gantries and then those little rocket tug things, I guess, going out to help move the Naboo away from the station and then firing up. It, it, it all seemed pretty cool. I, that looked really, you know, state-of-the-art special effects to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about the very end where uh, it was after Miller got his uh, air thing. Um, yep. What What's the word? Slashed, I guess. And mm-hmm. you know, he repaired that, which I thought that was cool. Like you could just you could just put like this you know thing on your air yeah, tube and patch. it just patches it. That's cool. Yeah, um, that's nice technology that you know I would never <laughs> think of, but it's so simple. You got to think of if they're out there and they're, they're living in space or something. You have something to patch a suit if you get exactly. caught on something or snagged on something. Yeah. So, um, but then uh, Diogo gets you know trapped by the by the um, by the bomb. And he has his finger on the the detonator because you know if he lets go, then it goes off mm-hmm. in like a minute. And you know Miller does the right thing and takes it off of him and says, "Hey, you go ahead. I'll just stay here with the bomb and you know blow myself up because you know I have nothing to live for." And then as he's sitting there and the uh, the thing is coming towards him, I don't remember what it was that was actually. Uh, the Naboo. Yes. Remember, yes. remember they're going to run the, the Naboo into Eros yes. to knock it into the sun to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. So knocked it to, you know, it's coming right at him. And then, like, it just, like, goes in the different direction. And you're like, wait a minute. What, you know, mm-hmm. why it was supposed to hit. Like, why did it not, did not hit? And then we see the revelation that uh, Eros is actually moving. Right. I I thought that was a perfectly executed cliffhanger. And I hate cliffhangers. <laughs> as someone who you know have has lived through many cliffhangers in his life so far you know i don't i i hate them with a passion that was <laughs> brilliantly done and honestly you know we're, we're sitting here recording this the night before the episode airs i can't wait to see social media's reaction at the right. cliffhanger <laughs> well you know i mean some of it is is going to be a little muted because I'm sure a good portion of the fan base has read the books. Yeah. And we kind of know what's going on. Um, but you're right. The people that are just watching the show that haven't read the books are going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty cool to see. And I love the you know the scene of the Naboo coming at him in his face shield, the, the reflection of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And because reading the books, I never got the impression it was that close. Yeah. Um, it was coming, and I think that in, in the book – Miller could see the Naboo at a distance. It was like a bright star. You could see the drive plume from the Naboo coming at him. Um, but it wasn't like he could see the ship. It was like he, he knew it was there. He knew what it was. It was coming towards him. And then in the book, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was something like, you know, and then, you know, the star shifted and the Naboo was no longer coming at him or something like that. It was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, then you find out, you know, like we found out in the, in the TV show that Eros moved. Mm-hmm. And it gets pretty dramatic from there. I mean, from there on out, it's a full, full-on race to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that. Now, let me ask you this: from from watching the show, what do you surmise is happening? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, I literally yeah. have no. I I, I don't know. Because I'm I'm wondering, you know, as I read the book again recently, I'm I'm wondering in my own mind. How much of this I I understand better reading it, you know, fourth or fifth time now because I know what's coming. So I'm looking always looking for more little bits and pieces that 
foreshadow what's going on that I may have missed the first time or second mm-hmm. time. Um, and I keep thinking there was a lot more stuff leading up to that sequence <laughs> that that gave us an idea of what was going on. And, and now I'm wondering, it, okay, was it stuff that was really there or am I just thinking it was there because I read it so recently and I know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I want to say we got more bits and pieces. They, they made a bigger deal in the book out of the the voices coming off heroes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that does give you some more context to what's going on. Um, and hopefully it will, as we go forward, too, there'll be more context stuff. I, I hope they don't just, you know, give it to us. I, I hope they, they make us work for it and, mm-hmm. and learn what's going on with Eros and why it moved and how it did what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they don't just have a little monologue where two characters are talking and one says, Oh yeah, well this has happened. No, this is going on. Yeah. No, give me, give me bits and pieces. Don't, you know, don't spoon feed it to me. I don't think they're going to, but be interesting to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. I, I could make a really wrong prediction probably. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's um, hear it. I, I have no, you know, certainty that this is going to happen. It's just, Literally all I've seen so far, maybe because we saw that the the at the end of season one that the proto molecule is like a physical can take the shape of like a physical you know being that's, for the lack of that's a right. word. That's right. We saw the blue fireflies, yes. and then we saw it grab that guy. Yeah. Um, I I kind of wonder maybe maybe. That it since it has all of the people there, maybe it's like kind of like taken the form, like a more physical form, and is like can like <clears throat> physically move the ship. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that guy that was at the end of season one that we saw like get grabbed is like you know taking control of it. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just trying. I'm just really grasping at straws to be honest. <laughs> okay. No, that, that, that's a that's a plausible explanation for it. We'll have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do mean, have one question, and, okay. and you can just answer this yes or no. <laughs> so, at the end of season one, or not? I mean, at the end of episode one of the entire show, um, right when the cant is getting blown up, that girl says something to Holden. Right. Oh about, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, in the first episode. Yeah, like yep. I have something to tell you, or there's something you should know, or something. Is that? Are we going to know, or, or are we going to revisit that? No. Really? You just said yes or no. I can't go any further. Oh. <laughs> no, as, as far as you know, that, that was a nice little add in there. I like that. Uh huh. Um, in the episode, I was like, oh, that's different because that wasn't in the book uh, um, see, no, there was that something there was something else that happened later in the book that was kind of reminiscent of that that was a little bit of a foreshadowing thing or maybe a a vision thing from the past I guess but I don't think we're going to get any more out of that because hmm. what she says she said there's something I have to tell you and then boom, and then boom. yeah you're like, wait you can't do that well see see now here here's my thinking because I, the reason I ask is because on our Crash Couch Twitter, sometimes I reply with gifts, so I search the Expanse and it gives me some Expanse gifts, and that's like one of the you know the first few. I'm like, we never heard about what what she was you know trying to tell Holden, so 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, and, you know, we, I just figured that, you know, maybe that's some crucial part of the storyline or, you know, to Holden's character development, but I guess not. Like, yeah, I don't think we're going to see any more of that, to tell you the truth. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess I can just forget about that now. Because I, like, <laughs> I've just been sitting here thinking about it, and, you know, to have no resolution bugs me. Yeah, it bugs me too. <laughs> or, but you know, I don't think you, you could be lying to me, and it's like, it's like part of the plot, and. I, yeah, it could be. I mean, you never know. Well, whoever's listening to this, if you actually know, you know, about that, no spoilers, please. I will say this about Expanse fans. They've been awesome so far about not spoiling anything. And I, I probably just jinx myself by saying that because, you know, they listen to it. And they're yeah, like, I mean, oh, I should probably spoil everything for Chris now. But it's it's been good so far. Yeah, no, it, it they they have been. There hasn't been a lot out there, and, and it's one of those things where so many people have so much information because we've read five or six books now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting that we haven't been spoiled very much by what's out there, which is great. Yep. So, well, you know, I really I don't know about you, but I really don't have much else to say. I mean, this was a really good episode. I just don't have a lot to say. You know, when it comes to you know it comes to discussing it. I mean, without Eric, it's it's kind of boring to be honest with you. Wow, <laughs> I feel I feel really bad now. Jeez, thanks, Chris. Oh, Lou, you know I'm only kidding. I know. No, but you know, I mean, the, besides what we talked about there, I mean, there really wasn't an extra lot of stuff going on here. We had the sequence with Abyssarla in the beginning, Abyssarla, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, um, and that was really some good meaty stuff about what's going on with. The government and you know Mao, mm-hmm. but it was very short, you know. And then we had the setting up of what I, I think is the next big section of the of the the series here. We're going to see of what's going on with with Eros. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we did have in the last episode, I guess it was, where they were interrogating the um, scientists they abducted from um, Thoth Station. And he was like, you know, oh, I'm learning about what's going on. And they're like, you know, what's it doing? And he's like building something, you know. And it's like, oh, okay, so now what are we building? And now we're going to find out, you know, what his, what, what he was hoping to find out. You know, we're, we're like him right now, kind of anxiously awaiting what's going on and yeah. what we're, we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was set up for the next couple episodes. Um, and yet we still have to wait and see what we're going to get with um, – Bobby going to Ganymede. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wasn't featured in this episode, I don't think. So no, no, I didn't see her at all in this episode. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what you know what happens with her development. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, and if if that plays out the way I think it's going to play out, yeah, hang on to your seats because this thing is going to be amazing. The scene when when the, the scene on Ganymede that I'm thinking of from the book, if it plays out to what they had done. I am so looking forward to how they're going to portray this. It mm-hmm. should be amazing special effects. It's going to be amazing um, action scene. I just can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think we can uh, kind of wrap this up then if, if you have nothing else to say. And, yeah, I mean, um, I, I really don't. So I, I am I am anxiously awaiting them to put more 
um, episodes up for us to see. <laughs> yeah, this was the last one that we had uh, access to for the time being. So, yeah, I, I really, I, 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 I kind of was a little upset when I finished it. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't have anything else to watch after this. There's nothing it, else to see. <sighs> well, at least that wasn't the season finale. So, although again, I'll, I'll I'll be the jinx, and we'll have some wonderful, amazing season finale, and I'll just end on a cliffhanger like the last the last one did. So, yeah, probably will. That'd be good though. I'd we'll like that. Another year. For it's it. a cliff a cliffhanger is only bad if they don't come back. Ex- yes. That <laughs> you is know, true. end the series on a, or end the season on a cliffhanger and then get canceled. Mm-hmm. So what, what? Wait, no, you can't do that. Yeah, and you know, speaking of uh, being canceled and or renewed, uh, I happened to see a tweet the other day, and I won't say it, but that might hint at season three being in production. I might be wrong. Oh, nice. But not not in production, but like in the in the pre production because there, I, I've seen I follow a lot of the. Um, visual effects people on Twitter and they're still putting finishing touches, I think on like episode nine. It was the last one. Yeah. All, so. Yeah. I imagine they're still working on this stuff as we go along. So, so yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am still kind of miffed that we didn't have tickets to the Saturday at comic con this year in New York comic con. I know. Cause, cause we missed the, you know, the expanse uh, panel mm-hmm. and I saw the one the year before when we got to see the first episode you know, a little bit ahead of when you got to see it, Chris, which is, you know, nice to, nice to rub in your face a little bit, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was so, so bummed we didn't get to see that because this season is so awesome. I would have loved to have seen the extra stuff they were, they were talking about there. Yeah, I agree. But there's always next year. Yep. All right, well, I think uh, that is going to do it. So we'll just go ahead and start our little closing segment here. Uh, next week we will be discussing um, episode, what are we on, five officially? It should be episode five next five, week, okay. yes. Uh, it is called Home. So, we've huh. been talking about Home for the past two episodes in relation to Miller. He ke- he keeps saying he's going to go home, uh, or he at least he knows where he's supposed to be going, you know, in life now. So, it is. The, I guess that's going to be the accumulation of that. So, yes, it's called Home. Uh, but you can contact us, uh, in a, well, really in a variety of places nowadays. We have our email, which is crash, crash at randomchatter.com. Um, that is, about, that is the quickest way to get a hold of all three of us. Um, if you have feedback about what you like about the show, um, what you like about the podcast, uh, what you don't like about the podcast too. <laughs> if you want more <laughs> than just me and Lou, because I know sometimes we can be a little Hopefully bit Hopefully there's... Hopefully there's nothing they don't like about us. Yes. Yes, we are wonderful. And, you know, while we're sitting here talking about, uh, you know, social media and stuff, shout out to all the people that have followed us on social media uh, over the past few weeks. Um, we've gotten a really good response on that, be it, you know, from the uh, the authors, uh, the cast or crew on the show, the people that live tweet with us. We really, really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we invite you every single Wednesday night during the East Coast airing to join us. Um, I'm usually the one that's manning the live tweet, but you know anything anything that we get uh, cool, I, I always share with uh, Lou and Eric too. So, uh, yeah, we- yeah, you you do a great job of that, Chris. I really got to say I'm very happy you're doing that live tweeting. I haven't I've, I was in the first one with you, but I haven't been in the other ones yet. So, well, you know, I think you know what we should do. We should have like uh, one, one night when we're not recording, and when you and Eric aren't busy, we should all like. 
you know, one of us tweet from the crash couch and then the other two uh, tweet from my own personal accounts and just kind of have like a big live tweeting party together. That'd be fun. There we go. So. Speaking of social media, though, you can uh, follow us uh, on our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash random chatter network. We also have our Twitters, uh, again, at crash couch, uh, at random chatter. My Twitter is at the curse of Chris. Uh, Eric's Twitter is at Eric Blythe. That's E R I K B L Y T H E. And Lou, what is your Twitter? Uh, Lou Secchi, L O U S E C K I. And why don't you tell people where they can find us through the podcasting world? Well, all of our stuff can be found over at randomchatter.com. We've got all of our shows up there, including The Crash Couch. Um, so head on over there and check out everything we have to offer. If you like this show, you might like some of our other stuff. Yep. You can also, assumingly, uh, soon find us on iTunes whenever they decide to approve our feed. Uh, that's taking a little bit longer than I was hoping. But and we can just bl- blame Eric for that. So. Yeah, we'll just bl- Hey, he's not here. He's not, so he's we'll not here, yeah. Eric. So... Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be on iTunes soon, um, and probably I think Stitcher as well. I don't again. I don't know how that works. I because I listen to podcasts through an app that just like collects the feeds from everywhere. So you know, right. I don't have to worry about you know uh, iTunes and uh, RSS and all that. So I just go with the flow. <laughs> when it comes to my tons of podcasts that I listen to weekly. Uh, what else is oh patreon so we have a patreon page it's patreon.com slash random chatter if you are looking to uh, you know donate to the network in any way um, you can find more information about that Uh, you know anything from a dollar to you know whatever else you would like to donate we will gladly take and um, we really appreciate that too Uh, I know that uh, you know we use those expenses for like site hosting and um, sometimes equipment and you know just stuff to kind of make our lives a little bit easier, but also you guys because you know this this is why we do it. We you know we we like to you know give back to our fans and our listeners who have been supporting us uh, all these years. So uh, yeah, Patreon.com/slash/RadiumChatter for more information on that. Uh, Lou, am I missing anything? I don't usually do this without show notes. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. So I don't uh, I don't think you are. I think you did pretty well. All right, cool. All right, we will we will be back uh, next week, same time, same place. Um, and if you didn't, one last thing: if you didn't realize uh, this last week, uh, this will be uploaded as soon as uh, the episode uh, finishes up airing on Sci-Fi. So, really glad we can do that now. We don't have to really wait, you know, a day or two. So, uh, definitely be checking out uh, our website and our Twitter uh, for more information on that. So. All right, Lou, well, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see everyone next time. See you, everybody.